everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in once again to our Sea Road Community Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm your host. And we have a special guest appearance on this episode of our podcast. It is our brand new Next Steps and Care Pastor, Chuck Egbenike. Chuck. <laughs> Hello, Jason. How are you doing, man? I am very well. We are connected across an ocean right now. It's amazing. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I mean, to think that, um, yeah, you're all the way in Canada. I'm in, in cold Surrey in the middle of England somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's great that we can connect, man. Really good. It's, it's cold here today, buddy. We're filming this on Monday, January 3rd. It might be posted a little bit later, but just so you know, Chuck, it's minus 21 right now. Pardon? Minus 21. Yeah, oh, dude. My <laughs> Is that even possible? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, get ready. Here it comes, my friend. This is sometimes what happens. Thankfully, in our area, we don't have too many days like that. But uh, they they do come and they remind you, wow, I, I like warmth. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's a mild, well, five degrees, yeah, mild, compared wow. to minus 20. That's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to be five later this week. So it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the ebbs and flows. Okay, Chuck, so uh, we've had so many people curious. They got to see your video that we shared with them as a family, and you and Gemma and the girls did an exceptionally wonderful job. Um, some of you can dance. Some of you dance like, you know, you, you need a little bit of help, and that's okay. I, I that, that would be what I do. I dance, and I, it looks like I need a lot of help, and that's fine. So, uh, Chuck, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Like, where did you grow up? Right, so um, I grew up in a in a town called um, Enugu, which is in is in the eastern part of Nigeria. Um, I'm from the Igbo tribe, um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a small town. Um, it's a kind of place where you know everyone kind of knew you know um, each other's families. Um, so yeah, it was it's I was there from about the age I was born there, so I was there till about eleven to the age of eleven, and then my um, dad decided to send me off to the UK to boarding school to a monastery, would you believe? Because wow. my dad, I know, my dad had two plans for my life. He said, either my son's going to be um, an accountant like he was, or um, he's going to be a priest. Uh, neither mm. of those kind of worked out, but there we are. <laughs> wow. Okay, so at age 11, you are sent to live internationally in this country. Had you visited England previous to that? Well, I had, you know, so we're quite blessed because, um, you know, my dad was, um, you know, he did quite well and, you know, in life, um, he came from a very, very big family. So he was able to sort of afford um, some things other people really couldn't um, where we were. So we're privileged enough to visit the UK and um, some other countries in the world. So, yeah, I had been to the UK before on some holidays, but this was completely, uh, I mean, this just blew us all away because um, I remember um, 11 year old in a classroom and literally I you know, got picked up from school and my dad said, right, the next day, um, tomorrow, you guys are off to, um, to the UK to study. Um, and that was it. That was the last time I saw my friends. Um, and it was just literally 48 hours. I was in a, in a monastic boarding school and it was, it was the most terrifying thing that really that uh, me and my brother experienced but luckily we were able to make friends but yeah it was it was really that quick 48 hours I was in another country 
um, different weather, food and everything, and trying to acclimatize was a real, real challenge. So yeah, that's, that's when it all began really at the age of 11. Wow, that's incredible. So you mentioned that you and your brother went together. Um, is your brother older or younger than you? So I've got a, a younger brother, um, two years younger. So he was um, nine years old when we when we left the UK. I also have um, a sister who's 30, or two sisters, um, one who's 30 and another one who's just um, 20. So wow. there's, there's, there's four of us in our family. But Jason, this is a, a small fraction of um, the sort of the family my dad and mom came from. Because my dad... And you've got to prepare yourself for this. My dad is one of 43. Oh, my goodness. That is correct, Jason. 43 um, siblings he had. And my mom was one of 10. Um, wow. But, there's, yeah, there's a whole heap of stuff we could get into about, about that family. But, yeah, so it's just four of us, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, yeah. You know, from a family of 43 to a family with four, like, that's that's called downsizing, I think. <laughs> that's, that's major downsizing. <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, so you and your brother in the UK. Uh, did your sisters follow to the UK at some point? Did they stay in Nigeria? No, they 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 stayed in Nigeria because um you know in in our culture back then you know it was really about and and thankfully things have changed a lot. You know it was um the emphasis was on you know on me and my brother to go and you know sort of. Um, get educated and get all the sort of um, things that we needed to make our way in life. So it was me and my brother um, that came here. I don't think my dad wanted my sisters here by themselves. So my sisters are still um, in Nigeria. Um, and my brother, it, it fluctuates it's between the UKs. Let's just say is is an international um He's <laughs> an international man of the world because he's pretty much everywhere. He's in the UK a few years, and then he goes back to Nigeria, and then he goes to the States. So, yeah, he's, he's a man of the world, put it that way. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. An international man of mystery. Perhaps. That's the one. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, growing up, uh, probably a little bit of, like, culture shock, like you said, from Nigeria to the UK. Um, did you have, like, a favorite sport as a child that was at least – somewhat familiar in these two different environments or did you have to wow. reload stuff yeah so um you know coming from africa you know everyone would expect that um i'll be pretty decent at football but i had mm -hmm. two left feet jason i could not mm -hmm. kick a football one in nigeria literally i was one of the kids that didn't they didn't pick for a football game because they said chuck now you can't you can't you just got two left feet so football <laughs> wasn't my thing and then when i came to the uk you know people enjoy football but in boarding schools, uh, they tend to um, gravitate towards rugby, um, hockey, field hockey, not that kind of hockey you guys play out there. I'm talking field hockey, not ice hockey, because that's just that's just crazy playing hockey and ice. But that's another thing altogether. Um, but the sport I, I really took to was rugby. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that because I, I had a bit of pace. So um, and yeah, I did enjoy the contact as well. So I took to rugby. That, that's something that um I enjoyed playing. So rugby was my number one during the winter. And then it was athletics. That's track and field in the summer. Right. And um, judo. So those are the two, the three sports I really enjoyed. But rugby was the one that really, I mean, I could have gone um, um, all the way with rugby. I think when I got to 18, because I had um, the pace, I, I had an opportunity to train with the um, England junior team for wow. track and field. Um, but at that point, I had a 
decision to make rugby or faith so you can't do both you know you get mm-hmm. knocked about so much in rugby that you know it just doesn't help your track and field career at all but um so yeah but for for my predominant larger my and part of my teams it was rugby that i really enjoyed playing that's amazing yeah rugby i mean you're, you're probably familiar with the canadian rugby team on the world stage they're they're pretty decent they are decent yeah they are decent yeah yeah, I mean, so, you know, if this whole pastoral gig doesn't work out and, you know, maybe ah, it's jo- joining the Canadian rugby team, I'm kidding. Listen, listen, I, th- my life wouldn't be worth living if I tried to return to rugby. Gemma, my wife, I mean, she was a rugby widow for many, many years because um, I did continue playing it after um, after um, university for social clubs, but it just took everything. I mean, you're training twice a week, you're playing on the Saturday and then you're going out in the evening and pretty much Sunday mornings was just completely, yeah, the weekend was gone. So, yeah, Gemma will never let me return to rugby again. <laughs> I retired at 35 and my body's just about recovered after the years <laughs> of abuse. So rugby yeah. is never going to be on the cards again, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. You know, some of the things that we learn as we get older, what our capacity is, how it changes and shifts in. And even our priorities change and shift over Absolutely. time, which is really, really kind of neat. Hey, this is a crazy off-the-wall question. Sure. If you had to dr- jump into a swimming pool filled with whatever, what would you jump into? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first thing that's come to my mind is apple pie. Now, mm. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know what – I think my that was my dad's favorite dessert, and – that's the only thing that we, you know, we had when we were kids. And I just grew up with apple pie. So if it's a good apple pie, I will gladly bathe myself in apple pie and eat it as I swim along. So yeah, apple pie drenched, <laughs> drenched in double cream. That's my okay. guilty pleasure. I'm lactose okay. intolerant, um, Jason. You know, milk, dairy is no good for me. But for apple pie, I will make an exception, my friend. Literally, I'll take the pain for cream and apple pie. So yeah, that'll be the thing <laughs> that I'll gladly amazing. swim in, jump into. Yeah, that's amazing. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> apple pie. All right. I love it. I've, I've never seen a, a swimming pool filled with apple pie, but there's always a first. <laughs> Sorry, that was the first that came into my mind. I couldn't think of I love anything it. else. <laughs> hey, no, that's okay. You know, when I asked Jamie that question, when we were bringing him on staff about, you know, a year ago or so in recording that podcast, um, uh, he said Lucky Charms. So <laughs> okay. you, you never know. Um, you know. There's this one movie that my kids have watched, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and they make like a, a house full of jello, and it's like jumping into a pool. I don't know how they breathe under, like when they're stuck in the jello, but so <laughs> who knows? Hey, on a worldwide stage, you know, probably the British accent is something that many people try to mimic or mirror or, you know, poke Uh-oh. fun at. Okay. <laughs> have Have you ever tried a Canadian accent? Wow. Okay, this is a challenge. Um, not really. There's a There's a pastor around um around O'Connor, um who lives not too far from me, and he's um he's Canadian. So I. I I've never really tried to mimic it, but you're going to get me to try and mimic it now, aren't you, Jason? This this is where this is going, isn't it? Well, only only if you're you know a little bit courageous and, and crazy and bold, um, and then I'll okay. I'll I'll turn on my 
my best British impression, and you can mock me mercilessly afterwards. Okay, All right. This is going to help me. Give me a line. Just tell me give any basic line, so I can I can try and imitate that. Just say, you okay. know, my name's Jason. How you doing? Something like that. Um, sure. Um, my name's Jason. How you doing? <laughs> okay. I've got a good goal. I've got I've got to get my face straight. I've got to get a game yeah. on. Game face on. Um, hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi. My name's Jason. How you doing? That was bad. That was so bad. That sounded nothing like you, Jason. That's okay. That's okay. You said it just like like uh, you know somebody who's trying to do a Canadian accent. I'm failing miserably. <laughs> that's that's okay. You know my my British accent sometimes switches to be becoming more Australian than I tend it uh, to want to be. So there you go. I'm not going to let you off the hook. So I, I want to hear your British accent. I want to hear your British accent. Oh my! Do you know what? That is not bad. That is that is not bad. That's far better than I did. Well done. Well, so I grew up in Western Canada, and uh, Calgary was the city that I moved to when um, I was just in high school. So I was age fourteen, turning fifteen. Uh, left everything, all my friends, all that stuff, and uh, joined a, a church there with my family. Got connected with a youth group. Um, and, and hanging out with some students. And we would do regular day trips to the mountains, just kind of as like a youth event, pile in a 15-passenger van and zip out there for the day to a town called Banff. And now Banff is, is pretty well known on a world stage for being like this tourist destination. It's nestled right in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, wow. There's good skiing around there and you name it, all sorts of stuff, both in the summer, spring, winter, kind of a four seasons destination. And I remember walking around with my friends, or you would call mates, um, <laughs> you know, uh, on one of these trips, and we were popping in and out of stores. And we decided to pretend that we were British for the entire day. So we were, we were walking in shops and, you know, just talking to the best of our ability, uh, probably being loud and audacious and probably saying words that we didn't even know what we were saying, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember being in this one uh, ski shop and, you know, we're looking at stuff and checking things out. And this, this person comes over and is legitimately from the UK and asks where we're from. And we panic in the moment, <laughs> switch out of our, our UK British accents into Canadian accents and kind of just leave the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. You know, like I said, you know, Canadians, um, you know, us us folks here in the Western world, even Americans, we've we've toyed around a lot with the British accent uh, just for fun. Yeah, we, we man, we the kids actually, the kids are better at it for some reason. They love imitating um, uh, the American accent. You know, whenever they're playing with their dolls or anything like that, so they just switch on to an American accent. But actually, I'm going to ask you, what is what is the difference? I, can't, I haven't been able to see the difference yet between the American and the Canadian accent. You know, you got to give me some words there. Because they all sound the same. And it might, some people might take offense with this. I do apologize. You know, as time goes on, my ears will attune better to your accent. But what is the difference between the two accents? Yeah, uh, so for the majority of the Canadian and American accent, you, you won't notice a ton of difference. 
and in different parts of the U.S., particularly towards the southern states, mm. you're going to hear different drawls like y'all, y'all, yeah. y'all do stuff like that now. Um, yeah, you know, nice. things like that. Like where Alabama. They just pronounce yeah. Alabama, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, and then some words like sometimes, uh, like no doubt about it. Um, some Canadians will, will say no doubt about it. Like it's weird. Um, and Minnesota, uh, in Minnesota is actually the weirdest of all of the states, in my opinion. They have some real funky ways of pronouncing different words, but I would say it's more like geographical than it is actually national okay. in terms of pronunciation. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And that yeah. makes sense because I, that makes sense because I didn't realize just how huge Canada was. I mean, it's. Yeah, you know, it's only recent I just discovered that it's the second largest country in the world. So, yep. yeah, it's it's massive. Did not realize how big the place was. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that accents are sort of different um, yep. depending on your on the region you're at. Yeah, and and just different um, different meanings of things. So, one of our our national coffee chains, maybe you've heard of it, is Tim Hortons. And Never. Tim Hortons, they sell. They sell coffee, donuts, you name it. So you've got stuff in the States like Baskin Robbins and it's like the Canadian comparable. And some people are going to shoot me for saying that, but that's okay. Um, you know, brand loyalty, it's a big thing here. Uh, but in Tim Hortons, if you order a regular coffee um, out East, it means that it's a black coffee that's medium sized. But if you okay. order a regular coffee out west in Canada, it means one cream, one sugar in your coffee. Oh, wow. That's okay. So just different things like that are, sure. are more kind of geographically based and, and such. So it's going to be a lot of fun and discovery for you all um, as you move this way. So here's a couple other questions for you. Um, sure. What are you looking forward to most about living in Canada? Oh, I think... Do you know, it's a, it's, it's a people, Jason, because every, you know, every time I've told people that, you know, sort of, um, you know, me and my family are moving over to Canada, they always tell us about how warm people are, how friendly people are. And that really appeals to me because I just, I love, I love people. I love talking with people. I love meeting new people. So, and unfortunately, what's happening, you know, more and more is in, in the UK, you could live in a place and for years and not have an idea who your neighbor is. I mean, it's, it's, it's really sad and it should not be that way. But the communities are becoming more and more, you know, closed off and, and people are just not making that effort. And there's a whole heap of reasons why that's the case. But, you know, I'm just looking forward to just meeting people who are, you know, open minded, who are friendly. And that's just that that really appeals to me. So I think um, for the friendships that we'll make, for the for for meeting new people, and and also for um, the opportunities that we'll have, you know, there's there's a whole heap of hobbies that I'm looking um, to get into. You know, boating is one of them, fishing. So um, yeah, I think those are the things I'm I'm looking forward to. You know, meeting the people, and um, just yeah, just getting involved in hobbies that you know I've just not had the opportunity to do. So yeah, that's great. Love that. There's uh, world-class fishing right in the Brockville region, whether that's uh, on the big river, St. Lawrence River, or the copious amount of lakes that are scattered all over the place. Wow. Um, 
And of course, you can you can swim anywhere you want, which is also kind of fun. Um, you see, now that that's that's this this is where we have a problem. This is where Houston we have a problem because you know if you're if you're saying swimming, yeah, that's that's um that's gonna that's gonna be an issue for me because I'm not the best swimmer because when I'm in the water, I doggy paddle. If you know what a doggy paddle is, mm -hmm, literally. Mm -hmm. You know the whole breaststroke and all that kind of stuff. No, it, it was lost to me as a kid. So in the water, I can tread water for about a minute, then I'm in trouble. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of embarrassing when dad takes the kids out swimming. You know, I, I might just um, you know grab a float um, in the deep end while my six year old is swimming comfortably. So yeah, I, I've I've got to do something about that if I'm going to be in an area where there's plenty of lakes and rivers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's good that the girls love to swim because they'll have lots of opportunity and lots of opportunity is an opportunity to learn. So absolutely. That's there you concept. go. Yeah. So yeah, I don't embarrass them in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're too young to be really embarrassed by you yet. Right. Mm, it's, it's, it's true. They are. But Noelle is nine years old now. She's getting to that sort of stage mm -hmm. when I, you know, when I sort of, you know, I do this on purpose. I just love, you know, winding up like this. So when I'm in, when I go picking up from school, you know, I might be playing some music. I might just give a little jig and then say, Dad, don't do that. You're so embarrassing. I was like, well, you just wait. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. <laughs> you know, I, I do feel like that's a part of being a dad is is being an embarrassment to your kids in, in a good way. Like in, in a, a good, good way. way. We're, not, yeah. we're not talking, you know, a, a malicious way, but just a good way. So. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite things when I drop off um, our kids at school in the morning is I'll, after they get out of the car, I'll roll down the windows and yell at the top of my lungs, I love you. This is your dad. Have a great day. You love know, something like that. Yeah. And they are embarrassed, but I love it. It's got to be done. Never forget it. It's, it's got to be, be done. done. <laughs> it's got to be done. One billion percent. Love that. You know, some people are probably wondering, Chuck, how the heck did you find out about this role in Canada as someone wow. from the UK? So why don't we dig into that story a little bit? How did you find, did you just Google search moving to Canada? Oh, you know what, Jason, it's, um, it's incredible how this whole thing began because um, it was early 2021 when I just sensed God saying, look, um, you need to look further afield for the things I have in store for you. And I said, okay, you know, how, how, how far? <laughs> Literally, and I don't know how, but I just started to look for um, pastor positions in Canada. That was how it started. And oh, the, the amount of positions that came, I said, God, I have no idea where to begin. I had no idea about the regions. I mean, I've looked, there was in the Saskatoon, is it Saskatoon? I can't even pronounce it properly. There's- um, Sa Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Saskatoon, there's Calgary, there's all the place I saw this person. I said, God, look, I don't, I don't want this to be like a lottery. For every role I go to, I was praying for every position I apply. I was literally going to God. I said, God, you have to take me to the place that you want me to be because I have no idea. On Google, Google searches about an area can say one thing, but that may not be the case. So I was really at God's mercy and saying, look, it's not a potluck here, God. You have to direct me to where you want me to be. So, um, and literally it was like that. And eventually I, I just, I, I just got an email. I, this was years, I'm so months, sorry. But about six, seven months, I went through this process. I will go online, have a look at churches, look at their statement of faith. And 
after a while, they, you know, they were all saying the same sort of thing. And at the end of every application, so at the end of every day, I would just go to God and say, God, look, I present this church to you, this role. If this is the one, then make it so. It was literally my prayer every single day. And that's that's just what happened. And then I got a, um, an email from my um, in my inbox from Jamie Centennial Road saying, you know, that, you know, we wanted to, um, to have a chat. And I looked up the church. And you know what, Jason, of all the churches I applied for, I just, I don't know how I missed this one. I just could not remember, um, you know, this whole process. There was just something, uh, there was something amazing about it all. It was almost like God had prepared it beforehand and just didn't allow me to know anything about it. But um, the whole process was really, really incredible because I know that, you know, whatever role, that I got, it would have been the one God had prepared for me. And mm-hmm. that's just the journey about it. So it, I had no idea about provinces, no, I'd never been to Canada, had no idea where to go, where I would end up. It was literally giving it to God and every day. And as a result, here I am. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It, it really dovetails with like our, our side of things. Um, people may not know this, but as we were, looking to add to our team, we had a sense from the Lord to uh, to pull a fishers of men kind of concept and just cast out our nets. That's kind of the phrase that we heard as cast out our nets. And so as a search team, we, we were like, okay, let's throw them out as wide as we can. And uh, there you go. No, as, it's, as, it's, sorry. Um, go ahead. No, it was interesting you said that cast your net. That was the word I was looking for. Because that was what was coming through all the time. It said, you know, cast your net. It's like the whole fishing thing. Just throw it out there. And, you know, God's saying, don't need to worry about whatever is going to come in. That he'll yep. find the right one. And that was the sense that I had throughout of last year. It was just casting my net out. doesn't matter how wide it is, you know. And that's incredible, Jason. I mean, of all the places, Canada is huge. You know, yep. it was a massive net that I threw out, and God found the one. So it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It still blows my mind when I think about it. That's good. That's good. It'll be what fuels you and the family when you uh, bump up against an obstacle along the way, um, knowing that God is leading us in all these possible ways. Hey, as we get ready to kind of wind up this conversation. Why don't you give us kind of two top things or three top things that we can be praying for you and your family about as you get ready to make this transition and and move uh, from the UK over here to Canada uh, by, Lord willing, the beginning of July 2022? Yeah, yeah. I think one of our top prayers is um, it's just basically just keeping the enemy away. It's, it's, it's a big one, Jason, because this is such a big move for us. We're all excited. The kids are so excited. My wife's excited. I'm just, uh, there's nothing. I mean, yeah, you, you can sense it from us. Um, the video kind of highlighted how excited we all are. But you know, the enemy just wants to come to steal, kill and destroy. And there's some days when literally everything just seems to be you know, not going our way. And we just have to be reminded that actually, you know, this is because the enemy is angry. 
you know he doesn't want mm -hmm. this to materialize so my prayer and um, what we would ask as a, as a family is just to pray that um to just keep the enemy obey you know when those times comes in when you know doubt and fear starts to creep in that's his mo that we have to mm -hmm. remember you know that this is something that's ordained by god so it's to keep our heads up that's our prayer to keep our heads up to keep our eyes on the prize um so yeah that's our number one prayer um um for us um the second one would be the um, all the things that we need to do in order to make it happen happens so you know we've got the sort of the visa the selling of the house you know all the sort of um, procedures that we need to to do um to just make sure that everything just runs according to his you know his will according to plan um mm -hmm. and that'll be our second one and uh, i think the third will be um more for gem that's my wife it's it's her family's because her, her family have taken have found it quite difficult not quite sure how to take the whole idea of moving but you know we went to see them last you know during the uh, holidays over box and uh, boxing day we went over to where uh, to um, to family's home and seeds were sown and you could start to see that coming around to the idea that Gemma will be leaving but it, it's just more prayers into that that there are more hearts can be softened and and somehow through this that more people from my from Gemma's family will come to know Christ that they'll see this move as as uh, as us committing ourselves to Jesus and hopefully that will inspire and encourage them so it's a prayer for Gemma's family because she's from, you know, they're all very tight. No one ever leaves um, where Gemma's from. She's from somewhere called Ipswich, is in Suffolk. Um, mm -hmm. Her dad is one of four brothers, one of five brothers. Um, so they all live five minutes within each other. Their children live five minutes within each other. And literally, it's a, such a tight, close community. No one ever leaves. And Gemma was the first one to, to leave that place to come to the UK, to, sorry, to come to live with me in London. And um, now she's going to Canada. They just don't get it. So it's mm -hmm. our prayer that um, hearts will be softened from Gemma's family. So that that'll be the three. I That's awesome. I, I love that. That's awesome. Pray that pray that we uh, you know the enemy doesn't have any victory in yes. this whole uh, challenge and move and shift and and praying for all the logistics and the procedures, the right people, the right time, the right processes, and then. Yeah, those who yet do not yet yet know um, wow. that that God is a God that loves and and Jesus is alive and active and real yes. um, can see can see this from your family and be sparked uh, towards curiosity and an understanding of what Christ has done for them. I love that. I love that, buddy. I can't wait to share a good tea with you, and you can tell me all of your rugby stories we can we can battle one another of whether or not to call soccer football or soccer and all that good stuff so we can't wait to have you join us hey thanks for listening everybody um if you want to pray for chuck and Gemma and noel and tabitha please join us in doing so on a daily basis until they arrive here in canada and then we can continue to pray our prayers and our focus for them will just change ever so slightly god bless everyone thanks for joining us Thank you all.